What's up, fam? Welcome back to the We Are Just Dating page. My name is Tim. This is my beautiful wife, Pauline, and you are tuning in to another episode of the W Podcast, where you can get wisdom and a word with the wheelers. Yeah. So if you're new here, our whole goal of this podcast is to help you have a healthy, godly relationship that's still fun, that's still exciting, but one that honors him. So if you're tuning in, that's what you're going to learn all about. We're super excited to have y'all in today. Our topic, our topic, something that a lot of people want to know, how do I know I found the right person? So whether you're dating right now, maybe you're not sure if this person is the person you should marry, or maybe you're not dating yet, but when you are dating, you want to know what to look for. So we got you covered today. It's going to be a really good episode. But first, y'all know we like to do our would you rather questions. So I'm going to jump right in. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. So would you rather wear a winter coat every day? Or would you rather have to wear flip-flops every day? And it don't matter what the season is, summer, fall, winter, spring, which one are you going with? Um, I'm definitely going to go with winter coat because that's the you can't take it off. It just says you have to wear it. Maybe like carry it with you. Y'all know she loves well, adding stuff. There's yeah. all different types of winter you coats. Because you have to apply the same rule to other things. So you I can wear it with a dress. I can wear it with shorts. I can wear it with a lot of things. You can wear it open. And I'll be honest, even in the winter, I don't really button or zipper my winter coat. Now, so. right now it's summertime. So what about when it's 106 degrees outside? It doesn't get that hot here. No 92 hot. degrees. It's humid, so it feels like 106. Yeah, I mean, but this is the rule. So I would have to, I'd rather wear a winter coat. Why wouldn't you want to wear flip flops? Because wearing flip flops in the snow, are you kidding me? Frostbite. Have you ever had? Have you guys ever got frostbitten? Frostbitten. I haven't, and I don't want to. So. Yeah. I feel like we usually agree on these, which maybe is a good thing because we, you know, supposed to be one yoke, equally yoke, whatever. That's but. <laughs> but. I would have to go when I go to. I thought you were gonna say flip flops. No. Because you don't like being hot and you sweat very. I don't like being hot, but I don't like being cold warm. Sure. Because your you bone, like when, when your bones start hurting, that just. That that's the thing too. In the winter, do you know that like in apartment complexes, it is um, I don't want to say illegal, but they have to give you heat, but they don't have to give you AC. So like when mm, when you're when you're so you gonna learn something if you watch the W podcast. When you're <laughs> yeah, if you live in if you're a renter like we are, and heat goes out in the winter, that's considered an emergency to fix it. Versus if your AC goes out in the summertime, it's not considered an emergency. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> well, yeah, because I think you could, you know, you could die for like some winter yeah. things. But so, just we're both going to go with a coat. Cool. Well, I'm actually surprised. I shouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> I know you hate being cold, but you just sweat so easily. But it's yeah. okay. So let's jump in to the topic today. Like I said, it's really good. We got a lot of good stuff for you guys. But first, yes, it is complicated. But make sure that you don't complicate things in your life and subscribe to this page right here. Subscribe to our YouTube page. That's very unnatural. It was, but okay, we did it. (laughs) So go ahead and subscribe. If you enjoyed this video, make sure you give us a like and comment. That helps us reach more people and help them learn how to date in a godly way. So, well, you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm ready. Okay, today's question, simple. How do I know when I found the right person? 
How do I know when I found the right person? How do I know? How will I know? Gotta get a song. How will I know if he really loves me? Wow. Maybe that's artist. You don't know. I feel like you were trying to sing like Whitney Houston. I was. So. Oh, the fact that I even was close. I didn't say you were close. <laughs> well, the fact that it was recognizable. I said that you tried to do it. Good job. I'm proud of you. All right. <laughs> How will I know when I found the right person? How do you know if you found the wrong person? I mean, Just yeah. Kidding. No, this is a good question. And I feel like it's a question a lot of people have because no one wants to make a mistake when it comes to right. Everybody wants to like marrying somebody. Waste their time. Right. So this is a question, honestly, you should be asking when you're dating. Like, okay, are you a good fit for me? Even before you're dating. Yeah. And seriously, that's a major question. I have a list of a few things that I think... You guys love lists. Everyone should be asking themselves to figure out, is this person... The person for me. I don't know what you're gonna share, but I'm gonna just go right into it. Go you for know? it. First thing I'm gonna say, and these aren't necessarily in order, so let's just be honest about that. But the first thing is, do they love Jesus? Because if they don't love Jesus, they should not be for you. <laughs> because if you're watching this, you're trying to have a godly relationship, you can't have that without Jesus. So that is honestly the first important thing that I think you need to ask yourself when it comes to this person. That's something you should have asked before you started dating. Right. But if you didn't, now you know that is really important. Because here's the thing. When you get married to somebody, I need to know, can you pray for me and my kids? Like, can you pray that the devil would stay out of my life? I need mm. that covering. Mm. Can he shoot with me in the gym? Yeah, can like, the sideline? it's not just are you fine. Like, it's, okay, we need God to move supernaturally in our in our health or in our kids' health. Can you pray and can will the Lord hear you when you pray? Like that is really important. I, I like that question because, or the question that you posed about, does this person love Jesus? Because it's not, does this person go to church? Ooh. It's not, is this person a Christian? Because a lot of us say we're Christians and not to say that you're not a Christian, but do you love Jesus? Because I think when you ask the question like, oh, um, does this person love Jesus? I think of, you know, leading into another part of someone's life. Like, does this person love basketball? Um, I know Tim loves basketball because he watches it often, you know, because he plays basketball with his friends. He played basketball growing up. You know, it's a part, it's weaved into his life. It's not mm -hmm. just something to say, oh, I love basketball. Like, but you never play. Like, who's your favorite player? Right. Who's your team? Like, oh, they say no. And we've all met people and they're like, oh, I love to shop. I don't really see you ever look at how you dress. Like, right. I can't really tell. Yeah, like, if if you only hear them talk about Jesus on Sunday, I don't know how much, how much do they really love him? Right. That's the only time you hear them talk about Jesus. So, so how, do you, how did you know that I loved Jesus? How did I know you loved Jesus? Few things. You were consistent. So, I had the opportunity to see you at church, but I also got to see you at school. I got to see you at different work environments. So I was lucky to be able to see you in different environments and see your character, see how you treated people, how you talk to people. And I also had conversations with you and heard you have conversations with other people about Jesus. So for me, that was helpful uh, yeah, for sure. Consistency is huge. Seeing people. What about different. you? How do you know a guy loves Jesus? How do you know a guy loves Jesus? Well, I knew that you loved Jesus. Um, Really because I saw you making major changes in your life. And this was before we were, I was even interested in him. Yeah, we knew each other before we started dating. Yeah, um, but just as a person, how I knew... And this is good for people, how you know to uh, if you're looking for godly friends as well. This is us, the same standard, I think, of like a friend that loves Jesus. Like, having a friend anyway. 
Um, but yeah, I saw you making decisions for Christ in your life, like stepping away from sinful situations, sinful relationships. Um, I saw you being in environments constantly where God's presence was, whether that be church, worship nights, um, you know, friend groups, things like that. Um, you know, definitely in your character and how you treated other people. Also, um, you know, the Bible talks about a man's reputation and how uh, a man's name means a lot and your reputation amongst you know like our community when people thought about you um really showed me like that you were living for god and like you know when you've been exposed to a lot of people who don't love god <laughs> um you know what it's like to be around somebody who is and i think everybody you know knows what that's like yeah that's good so the second thing i'll say is this can you be your full self around them there's things there's ways i act that only Pauline sees, or maybe a few other like really close like friends, like my brother or something. Like, <laughs> he lived with you. Yeah, people I live with, like my, my best friend, my homeboy Avery, live with me too. Like, there's a few things that like only they know about me, and she still chooses to love me despite how silly I am, despite how weird I may be, despite insecurities, despite flaws. Like, can this person accept you for who you are? Yeah. Awesome. It doesn't even mean that they like everything you do. There's things that I do that Pauline doesn't like. But at the end of the day, I don't feel judged. I saw you melt that. <laughs> I don't feel judged. I don't feel like, okay, if I do this in front of her, she's not going to love me anymore. Or she's going to dump me if I'm if we're still dating or something like that. Like, Can you be your full self around them? That is huge. Yeah. Because who has time to be acting all day? Yeah. No one wants to, yeah. No one wants to come home and put on a face. What does that look like in dating? Like, because some people, we talk about boundaries a lot, you know, here, and boundaries are important. I think that, of course, you should uphold those when you're dating. What mm -hmm. does it look like to show your full self? Because some people might say, like, oh, well, we, you know, what is, is showing your full self like showing your full body <laughs> or, like, showing your boyfriend your finances and your budget, you yeah. know, and things. Like, how do you keep boundaries by still loving somebody fully? Good question, because we always love clarity. Yeah. Uh, I think it's more about, I'm talking more emotionally and, like, how you act, Good. not necessarily your body or your finances. That's, no. But how you, like, when you tell them something, how do they respond to that? Yeah. When you are not having a good day, and no one has a, per no one's great every day. Really? When you don't have a good day, how do they respond to that? Do they kirk on you and be like, why are you acting different? Or do they show you grace? Yeah. Like, what does that look like on the days you're not perfect? I feel like yeah. those are some things for sure. And even, like, I I think of forgiveness. Like, is that person mm -hmm. able to forgive? And, like, that, of course, links back to Because I think, I don't know if you put these in order, but I feel like they no. do build on each other. Like, the most important thing is this person loves Jesus and then, you know, the emotional intimacy and the emotional comfortability. And that links to, like, people talking about being best friends with your uh, spouse. And which is, I think, you know, you can't be, you're not best friends with somebody you can't be yourself around. And we even talk about um, when we were dating, being in the car together and like having the moments, those moments, you know, you can be in the car with somebody for hours and not talk and you're like, okay with it. You don't feel pressure to talk. Yeah. And then when you have that level of comfort with them, you're like, okay, I can hang out with you all day and like not say anything and it's okay. And yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't mean, it's not awkward. You feel comfortable. Um, and if you have something to say, you'll say it, but it's not fun. Cause sometimes we talk about being on and being off. Like when you're at work, you feel like I have to be on. I have to yeah. try to like force conversation or impress somebody, but you don't want to feel like that with 
you know, the person you're thinking about marrying. Yeah, that's really good. The next thing I'll say is this. Do they show interest in learning about you? What do I mean by that? Do they show interest in the shows you like? Do they show interest in the activities you do? Do they show interest in the people you say you like? like? Do they show interest in you? It's not just enough to like you because you like doing what they do. You like them. Because right. I struggle with that, liking people just because they like me. Yeah. Because like, I want attention. Right. But like, do they like showing interest in you? Because here's the thing. Dating is fun and it's great, but marriage, if you guys get to that point, is a long time, God willing. So that person is going to be constantly evolving and changing. You want to know that they have a habit of learning you before mm -hmm. you get married. So because that way you know when you do get married, as you change and as you grow, they'll continue to learn you, learn what you like, and they'll show interest in it, even if it's something they don't like. Yeah. I think that's huge. I think that's a big, big point. Well, yeah, because that also prevents you from being um, selfish. It's like you're cured to selfishness. So if you're constantly like, you know, why don't you want to come to my events or come shopping with me or whatever, but it, it teaches you to serve. It teaches you like, oh, well, I, I want to learn if Tim cares about this, then yes. I want to care about it. Um, and if it's important to you, it's important to me because there are going to, yes, we have a lot of things in common, but there are a lot of things we don't have in common. I actually never watched NBA before we got together. But when we started dating, I started watching, you know, the shows that he likes, Undisputed, sports shows that so I could keep up with what was going on. And now I like it for myself. I'm a football girl. I'd rather watch, you know, NFL. And he, we even say, there's something he, you said the other day that, like, you turned, something I turned you on to or something like that. That's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Like, mint chocolate chip. I still don't love it. Like, that's my favorite that's ice cream. Y'all pray for her. That's your favorite ice cream? I mean, I, I, that's but my favorite thing since I was a kid, like elementary school. Nah. But over time, I've started to like chocolate It's like eating more. ice cream. It's like eating uh, yes, toothpaste. Yes, ice cream. It's like eating toothpaste. And everybody uses toothpaste, don't they? So what's the problem? You like, I hope you use toothpaste. Do you eat that? But it goes in my mouth, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, yes, that's really good. And, and I'm not saying that you need to, they need to do everything you do. Because nah, that's not, because there's certain shows that Pauline like that she. He won't watch yeah, like just, crime shows. I'm not okay. into that. I, I just, have friends for that. I just can't. I just can't. Yes, you have friends for things. Your partner's not going to do every single thing with you. But you didn't respect, I mean, I think you would ask me about it. Maybe you don't even do you can, uh, you can, I think you can take interest in things that your partner does, even if you don't participate. So, like, just because, so if you like basketball, even mm -hmm. though I would and I do play basketball with you, but there are going to be girls out there who, like, their boyfriends play sports and they just don't want to play. Right. I mean, because, like, it's dangerous for them. I don't know. Not everybody's athletic. But, like, you can still ask and say, how was your game? Who won? Right. How many points did you score? You can still, you know, like, ask questions and be interested and go watch, yeah. maybe. And questions are a great way to show interest. If you're like, how do I show interest? Like, just ask questions about said right. subject. Right. Yeah, that's good. So, number, I don't know what the number is, but the next one is, can Four. they handle your family? Can I handle my family? <laughs> <laughs> can they handle your family? I didn't say, do they like your family? I said, can they handle your family? Because you may not yeah. like your family. And that's okay, because family, you don't get to choose. Right, and they may not like your family. They don't need to like your family, but can they be around them and it doesn't make them want to pull their hair out? Can they handle it in a godly way and not, you right. know, like, do they know how to, they understand the situation, like, okay, this is everybody's, you know, strengths, weaknesses, cool, I know what to yeah. do. Because I don't think you need to like or love that person's family in order to have a healthy relationship. That will help extremely. 
no cap on that. But I do think you can still have a healthy relationship if you have respect for your partner's family and if you can be around them and it's not the worst environment ever. Because you don't want to set yourself up for just a lifetime of pain, arguments, drama. Like That's not worth it. But if you can be around them and it's cordial, I think if this person really is someone that you love, that's worth moving forward. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. And even you can you could rephrase this thing. Like, does this person respect your family? Because, like you said, you don't have to like them. Um, obviously, we hope you love them. As in, but even the respect thing can get a little... Because everybody defines respect differently. Yeah, and, like, you, know, you may not respect... Well, I, maybe respect in a sense of, like, you treat them with respect. Yeah, not, that's what not, I mean. Okay, yeah. you treat them with respect. Not necessarily you respect their actions, because you they may not. Right, right, right. Yeah, you need to treat them with respect, yeah. absolutely. Because everyone's family is different. And I will say, like, you cannot... Whatever your relationship is with your family, you cannot expect your significant other or your, your future spouse to, um, like, exceed that. Like, if you are not very close with your dad, you can't come in and say, well, you need to call my dad on the phone and talk to him and be his best friend when you don't even do that. Because your, your spouse, or I'm sorry, your significant other, your future spouse can only come alongside the work that you've already done. Because some people's families are so close. They're buddy-buddy. They talk on the phone every day. They see each other every single weekend. And that may be a lot for your significant other. Right. And if you can't handle that, um, you may want to slow down. Right. But then some people, they are not close with their family because, you know, there's a lot of pain and, you know, there's things that have happened with family. And the significant other is like, well, I want to be a part of, like, a family that's close. But then it's not really a realistic expectation given, you know, everything that happened before you came along. So you need to be able to manage those expectations and say, like, okay, maybe I'm really close with my family. So I can, I'm okay if your family's not that close because I get what I need from my family. Mm -hmm. And then vice versa, like, oh, maybe I appreciate how close your family is because mine's not that close. So you have to be able to be realistic about the environment you're walking into because you really don't have that much control over it. You're one person and there's probably, you know, 20 plus people who were involved before you ever came. But yeah, yeah I think some people are like in dreamland. They're like, oh, everything's going to change when we get married. They're going to treat me differently. I'm going to treat them differently. No, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of change, that leads me into the next thing I want to say is the next thing you want to make sure you look for is if they never changed, would you still want to be with them? Because I think a lot of people start dating people and they were like, oh, they'll change or oh, I can help them change. It's like, no. You really can't. Our girls are big, <laughs> big time guilty of that. They're yeah. trying to even get married and they hope that their relationship status changing will change the person. And you even see this on like TV with like, I used to be a big uh, watcher of like 16 and pregnant. Like, oh, when the baby comes, he'll be home more and he'll be more responsible. No. Right. Doesn't happen. Can you be with them? Do you like who they are if they don't change? Now, obviously, we know some people will change, but not everything. Well, we all will change. Right. But not everything about a person will change. So if they don't change, are you okay with that? Because remember, marriage is until you die or until they die. So are you okay with living for that, God willing, 50, 60, 70 years? Right. You want to ask yourself that. The next thing I'll say, and we're almost, I'm almost done with my points. Has God confirmed that this is your person? Have you prayed once about this relationship because if you're saying you want to have a godly relationship 
Again, you can't have that without God in the center of it. So have you even asked God, is this the person for me? And he'll give you a peace. Hey, yeah, this is the person. I'm not saying that he's going to speak to you and in, in terms of audibly and be like, yes, this is it. Or he's going to show you a verse in the Bible with their name on it. No. Uh, so, but is there a piece about it? And then that leads me into the next thing. Have you asked community if this is a good person for you? So peace plus you have a mentor or a friend or a family member or somebody in your life who you trust, who knows you well, who can say, yes, this person is a good match for you. Those two things are going to be critical in making sure you choose the right person. Yeah, I agree those things are super important, but I, I, anyone who's watching this, you may feel like, okay, that sounds good, but it's also very confusing. So share with them, I think we, we should share how we knew, you know, through confirmation that we knew that each other was for each other, and um, also the community piece. How did I know that you were the person for me? How did God confirm that for you? Yeah. The spiritual. We did. We talked about some emotional sides. We're talking about the spiritual side now. Yeah, and again, I think for me it wasn't. Well, this is gonna sound. Like, <laughs> so this is. I'm not. This is probably not gonna happen to most people. But here's the thing. God knows how to speak to you. In the Bible, God says that His sheep know His voice. Yeah. So I want to just say this up front. Don't stress about. Oh my gosh, is God gonna speak to me about this? He will speak to you. The Bible says if you ask, He will surely give you wisdom. It's just a matter of are you. Do you like what God is saying? And if you don't, are you ignoring it? Right. And if you feel like you're really not hearing from God, why don't you consider going on a fast? Yeah. Where you push away all the external things of this world and you can really just take some time to intentionally seek God. And I promise you, if you do that, he will speak to you. But besides that, I know for me, how I knew Pauline was going to be my girlfriend and honestly, the way I work, if God speaks to me about something up front, I'm pretty confident going forward. So I already knew, like, emotionally, logically, that Pauline would be a good fit for me as far as the type of woman I would need to be with, as far as her personality, her character, all the things like that, just because I knew her before we started dating. But for me, it was like, okay, how do I know I should start dating this person, now. lead to marriage, all that stuff? God, because I didn't want to. Somebody suggested that I date her, and I was like, nah. I just, what well, we weren't, we didn't see each other like that at the time. But for me, I actually had a dream where I pulled up in a car. My best friend pulled up in their car, and it was like, yo, where your girlfriend? And I looked, it's like she right here, and it was Pauline. And that that shook me up because I'm not one person. I'm not a person that has a lot of dreams per se. That like God is speaking to me through this dream. But God knew I needed something that was going to get my attention, so He did that for me. So that's how I knew that we. That plus when I went to my dad's house for an event, this is the first time Pauline met my parents. I took her to my dad's house and... This is before you. This is before I met them. No. This is when you met them. Mm -mm. Whatever. There was a time where I took Pauline to see my... I told my dad about Pauline. I don't know if she saw or whatever, but I told my dad about Pauline. I showed him a picture. I told him that I was interested in this girl, whatever. I showed him a picture, and they came to the church months ago before I told him that and was like, when I showed him the picture, he said, oh, my gosh, like, this is the person, your stepmom said that this is going to be your wife. Or not even your wife, but, like, this is somebody that she said you should be interested should in. Be interested should be interested in. Yeah. Like, I feel like God is really saying something, yada, yada. At that moment, she said, "Why don't you date somebody like that?" She said that to my dad. 
Um, well, I and appreciate somebody like that, yeah. For me, that was just like confirmation that, oh my gosh, like my parents or my dad and my stepmom, they see something in Pauline that I feel like I see. It was just confirmation. Yeah, it's the weirdest one. I think that's That huge. was a while ago. That story was a little choppy. It was. Um, it was like six years yeah, ago. Yeah, so. Um, I love that story so much because I feel like some people, some cultures, depending on you know, where you grew up or kind of where you run and what circles you're in right now, people feel as though they need to hear from God that this person is my wife or my husband before you date. And I think that that's really dangerous because if that was the case, God would not have us go through the whole dating process. And there absolutely is some cultures now, and there was definitely more cultures, you know, hundreds of years ago where people did not date. They, um did like arranged marriages and they wouldn't even meet their spouse until they're at the altar some married at first sight type stuff our culture is not in my opinion strong enough to sustain something like that right now a lot of people are you know let's say like america's godless fatherless whatever i'm not saying that those things are true because what the heck do i know but i think that dating is a blessing in today's current culture in america in the u.s because of just what where we are um and i don't think that it's something that should be despised or that should be skipped and a lot of people have been you know taught otherwise and maybe that makes sense in certain cultures and certain you know communities but in general at large in america dating is you need to know who you're marrying marriage is too much of a big commitment um, and if we dated correctly, we wouldn't have the divorce rate that we have within the church and outside of the church. So just because you're a Christian does not mean, and just because you hear from God does not mean that you get to skip the dating process. The Lord is in the dating process. And this is, of course, my just opinion. There's no verse that says God loves dating. God loves people. God loves people. That's why he died for us. Um, and I just want, if anyone needs, you know, hopefully that's a blessing and like free some people, but you do not need to hear, oh, this person is my husband or my wife. Because I think a lot of people shut down God opportunities and God dates and God doors because they feel like, oh, I don't have the answer to this right now. Mm -hmm. Dating is a process. You know, we walk by faith, not by sight. As you walk it out, the Lord will speak to you about this person, about yourself, about the relationship. Um, because like Tim said, it wasn't, this is your wife. It says, this is somebody that you should consider. This is somebody who you should look at. This is somebody who um, you should take the next step with. It's mm -hmm. not It's not like, oh, we're at phase one or phase zero, ground zero, and let's go up to, you know, I can see us being, on, uh, being at, the, at the altar. It's let's take it step by step. Because mm -hmm. sometimes people... You know, you date them and you learn certain things about them. And if you skip through that whole process, you would never, you would have never known that. And I know that I've talked to a couple married people, married 30, 35 years, and like, if I knew what I knew now, I wouldn't have made the decisions that I made. And I don't want us to skip to the dating process. God is in the dating process. He has given us everything we need to date successfully, community, his word, the Holy Spirit, wisdom. So, um, there's that. For me... How I knew, how God confirmed that I should date Tim, that we should take the next step. Um, I was in a season of my life where I was a mess. Um, not that like my character or anything was a mess, but I had taken a lot of risks. 
um, for God that I feel like God had asked me to take that had nothing to do with boys or men or anything like that. Um, and I was waiting for a lot of answers. I was waiting for God to get me a job, a car, a place to live. Like I had basically decided to stay in Maryland and not move back home to where I grew up um, in order to do some things for God. And I was believing for him to... <laughs> to provide resources for me to do those things and it just wasn't happening at least it didn't happen the time that I wanted it to happen all I have to say having a boyfriend was the last thing on my mind I was not worried about that I was trying to get a job I was trying to find food to eat I was trying to find a place to live all I was bare bones y'all I was not trying to worry about a boyfriend um but then similar to Tim I had somebody who I trusted in my life say hey you should look at Tim and I was like um oh, no, like he's in college, and she was like, Didn't you just graduate three months ago? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, I did. Um, basically, like, I was very humbled because like, I wasn't, I didn't have a high paying job, and like, you know, I wasn't kind of living the post grad life at all. I felt like I was living worse than I was when I actually was in college, um, and I think that got to that intentionally. So, um, I she was like, Just pray about it, just pray, just pray and ask God, you know, if that's something that He would have for you. So I was like, this is dumb, but I'll do it because I really don't need to be dating right now. Um, but I prayed and I felt like the Lord gave me um, peace about um, dating Tim. And as I like kind of watched him more and then I know one day I really I told the Lord, I really want a verse. I really want a verse to hold on to um, as an anchor because I know that dating is not going to be easy if this if this end does end up happening um the lord led me to second timothy 4 12 which is i'm sorry first timothy 4 12 which is so funny because hello his name is tim um but that verse reads don't let anyone look down on you because you are young but set an example for the believers in speech in conduct in love in faith and in purity now let me just set it up real quick so this verse wasn't so great because my name was in it yeah. that definitely is cool but it really was about the young part it that. was about the young part because i felt like not that i was too young to date i was 22 but i felt like my life was so immature and and not set up to. and date. also i'm a year younger than her so that played yeah, into that it also too. played into it as well but then also you know if any of you guys know us and even if it's your first time tuning into the video, like this is our passion is to build God's kingdom, uh, specifically in the realm of relationships and dating. And this verse really showed me that like God is going to use us if this ends if this ends up working out, um, which you know by God's grace it it did and it is so far. Um, you know like God is going to use us to set an example for other people who are our age, who are younger than us, who are older than us. Um, and that was something for years that I had prayed for. I wanted to be in a marriage that was used by God, that we could do ministry together. Um, and God had answered, you know, those prayers. So this, this verse was pretty much like a glimmer of hope for me that it was like, Hey, you're okay. And I know that you feel like you're not ready for this, but you're going to rely on me and I'm going to be the one to make it happen. And he did. And he still is. Yeah, that's good. What else? Did you have anything else you want to share about this? Yeah, you had a lot of really good points. Um, I similarly thought about this. Of like, okay, what questions can people ask themselves? Because you, I think definitely think you should not be looking at your significant other. Like, are you the one? Like, prove yourself to me. That mm -hmm. should not be the case. You should be looking at God and saying, God, like, is this who you have for me? Am I even? Am I even ready right. to be? You know, somebody's spouse. Um, but the first thing I wanted to say is to take the pressure off. 
um, take the pressure off yourself. There is no such thing as the one. Um, there obviously, I know that like people go back and forth about that. I am a strong believer in that. I mean, mathematically, it doesn't make sense <laughs> um, because there, you know, it doesn't allot for any grace. And we know that God is a God of grace and mercy. And if one person were to marry the wrong person, the whole thing will be thrown off and clearly that's not the case um so there's no the right one if you feel pressure um is this the right one is this the wrong one it's probably not like a good time or a good season for you it's probably not enjoyable to have all that pressure mm -hmm. and i don't think that that's from god i don't think that god wants us to constantly worry i think he wants us to be you know enjoying our significant other but then also asking him about what he wants us to do rather than worrying about who you're doing it with um and then um i think that you know one of tim's um uncles for say like said something really good the other day um i think it applies here and I just wrote down getting together is easy, but staying together can be hard. So it can be very easy to find somebody. And I even talked to my single friends about this. They're like, yeah, you know, when people ask them, well, why are you single? Because they're beautiful, successful women. You know, why are you single? And they're like, I don't know. You tell, I don't want to be single. It's not like a right. choice. But also, like, I couldn't, if, if being single and being taken was like the only issue, then I would be fine. Because one of my friends says, you know, I can go to a dating app right now and find a boyfriend. But what's the quality of that boyfriend? What would be the quality of that relationship? Like, it wouldn't be one that pleases God and right. it wouldn't be one that I'd be proud to be in. Um, so it's not really about finding somebody. It's about finding the right person and you becoming the right person. That's why this is such a good question. Like, you know, how do I know if this person is the right person? I personally believe that it's more about the timing in your life and how, like, surrendered you are to God that matters more than the person you're dating because mm -hmm. Tim and I always joke about it like he and I would not be together if it wasn't for God we wouldn't have chosen mm -hmm. each other and it doesn't mean that we're not you know I'm so glad God's a way better matchmaker than I could have ever <laughs> could ever be but um I think just about the timing in your life and like how close you are to God is the most important thing and he will lead you you know exactly where you're supposed to be in that season yeah um and all that to say as well with the whole getting together is easy and staying together is hard. Um, sometimes people like deal with things in their relationships that like they shouldn't. Um, and I think that it really speaks to, that can also speak to if you're with the right person or not. Because some people deal with stuff, as I said, that they shouldn't. Whether it be like stress, whether it be cheating, whether it be lying and manipulation. Um, if that's coming from the person that you're with. You already, that's, that's your answer. And yeah. that's what I mean when people say, like, t you were saying earlier about, like, um, I forgot what you were saying, but it was something to the point of, like, oh, like, don't stress yourself if, 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 God will speak to you. Yeah, like, if you're stressed out about this is the person or not, it's probably not, because we serve a God of peace. And if the person you're with is the one who, if they are the door to the enemy in your relationship, if they're the one who's actively cheating and lying yeah, and manipulating, no. and you guys are just dating... You're just dating. You don't even pass the interview yet, and you're already slipping up. No, cut it off. And I know that it's hard to say to people one on one, but it's the truth. And we understand why people stay together because you've been together for five years, and so much has happened. And time can be bondage, guys. It absolutely can be bondage. And a lot of you guys who are watching this need to break up, but you won't because you're scared that God won't bring somebody better, or you're 
your identity and your security is wrapped up in another human that is faulty and imperfect and yeah. it shouldn't be the case. It's not worth a lifetime of misery. For it's sure. not, and you're wasting your time, and then eventually when you do break up, you're going to look back and be like, dang, why did I waste my time? And I've talked to so many girls recently who have been in that, of all ages, who are in that, you know, in that scene. I don't want that to be you, and it can happen to guys too. Um, but there, and all that to say, like, you're going to deal with, your relationship's going to be under attack already. Like, if you guys are both godly people, the enemy, of course, doesn't want you to succeed and produce godly children, and, you know, his family is the crux of culture. Um, and godly family, you know, godly families produce godly communities that produce godly cultures, all those things. So if you are with somebody who's just like not even caring about that and not even fighting for your relationship, they're definitely not going to fight for your marriage. Um, and you guys, and Tim and I have dealt with things like lying, manipulation, things like that, that have attacked our relationship, but it hasn't come from us. It's come from other people that we had to deal with. And that's a different, you know, kind of thing to do I you can handle that that's like kind of not like me and you against the world mm -hmm. but like we're on the same page we're on we're on the same team and you want to make sure that you're marrying somebody that's on the same team as you and not you shouldn't feel like man like I'm mess I'm cleaning up and you're messing up it should be we're both cleaning up right we're both helping um so the last two questions that I would add is, are you better together than you are apart? Mm -hmm. um, do you guys make each other better? Are you pushing each other closer to Christ? Um, are you bringing out the best in each other? When you're around this person, are you joyful? Are you happy? Are you working hard? Are you, Tim always told the story about like how he never made Dean's list until we were together. Um, you know, are you in that type of situation? Are your grades slipping since you started dating this person? Are you, you know, are you being disrespectful to your parents? <laughs> you know, because yeah. you're, Significant others are respectful of their parents. You should be getting better, for yeah. sure. You should be getting better. Um, does God's kingdom grow because of what you guys do together? Or is God's kingdom on the backbone? You guys are just about each other. Um, are people blessed by your relationship? Are people excited, you know, to be around you? Are you guys generous together? Things like that. People should be blessed by your relationship. And then the last thing, um, well, I already said this, but are they pushing you closer to Jesus? Are you reading your word more? Are you worshiping more? Uh, are you hearing from God more when you guys are together? Not that that person is responsible for your relationship right. with the Lord, but they should be making it better. And if they're not, time yeah. to go. That was a lot, but it's, this is hopefully stuff that will help you guys uh, make some pretty hard decisions. Yeah, some of you may need to rewatch this, take some notes. Go in your journal, your your quiet time, and just think about these things that we talked about because this is the second most important decision outside of accepting Christ right. that you are going to make. So you want to make sure you're doing your homework and making sure that you are setting yourself up for a great future and not one that's full of pain. So I really, really want you to make sure that you think about what we said. Don't just listen to it and then go on with your life. Like if you're dating. Ask yourself these questions and make sure this is the person that right answers to them. Yeah, you could see yourself being with for a long time, or if you're not dating, just remember this <laughs> because there's going to come a time when you are, and you're going to want to make sure that these questions are able to be answered in the type of way you want to get married. So, this has been another episode of the W Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, if you have questions for us, you can put it in the about page on YouTube. If you go to the about page, you can type in a question on the anonymous Google form, or you can go to our IG at We Are Just Dating and put it in the bio there. But we'll see you guys next week on the W Podcast. Bye.